0: Dissonance is a lack of harmony between music notes. But this dissonance podcast, it's about the lack of harmony in this house. (laughs) On dissonance, I have a fantastic host. Her name is Heidi Yoder. Thank you. Heidi is my older sister, and uh, she is the wiser one. I'm the better looking one. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. For sure. She's just on the ride today. Um, She's on the plane crash today. (laughs) Yes. We are talking about plane crashes. In fact, this is going to be one part of a three-part series entitled Planes, Drugs, and Automobiles. It's like a triad of death. And we are going to visit it. We're going to visit it because um, a lot of artists, unfortunately, passed away this way. And it's crazy. And there's so many connections, and we're going to get to them because... <laughs> This is a tangled web we're going to weave. And I'm telling you, when I first started researching this, I needed one of those boards with the needles and the string. My word. Yes, because I was like, wait a minute. So this person was here. This person was there. So I'm going to do my best to spell this out the way um, that you can understand. (laughs) And we're going to do what we can here. (laughs) We're in Heidi's office, and it's amazing. It's like the Cadillac of all offices, which is so much better than the closet that I usually record in at home. <laughs> it's so spacious. Like, what did <laughs> I do to be able to this honor to be able to record here? <laughs> it's amazing. Okay, I'll send you the bill. Later. Oh my word! I was uh, plugging in the the thing, the plug. Yeah, what's that? The charger outlet. Yes. Sure. The, yeah, the charger into the outlet, <laughs> and I went under the desk to do it, and I was like, wait! I was down under there. I'm like, wait a minute do you have a mini fridge under here? <laughs> She's like, no, it's a paper shredder. I'm like, oh. <laughs> thought you had, like, some drinks in there or something. It would be nice. Okay, so let's not crash and burn this one. Plane crashes. There's so many. So we're going to start off with one that I remember because... I always watch, we always watch Coal Miner's Daughter with yeah. Sissy uh, Spacek. Right. right. And uh, they, in that, they, of course, have somebody acting, I don't know who it is, but they have somebody well, acting it's the story Patsy. of Loretta Lynn. Exactly. And then it's Patsy Cline is her friend and they get together and they show them in a couple scenes together. But then I always remember this scene where, you know, Loretta's in like that big frilly- like nightgown right and she's laying in bed with tommy lee jones yes like (laughs) who (laughs) wouldn't want to lay in bed with tommy lee jones no um she's laying in bed with tommy lee jones and and she hears i think the phone is ringing while the radio is also playing over the news that patsy klein's plane had just died or had just gone down and that she was killed and then the phone rings and we don't hear the conversation but we know that somebody's on the other end letting her know the sad news and so because the phone drops yes, out of her hand that's right that's right yes i forgot about watch that part. it right exactly so this one was always i don't know close to my heart is that weird to say is here but that doesn't mean that you can't still get out and ride a bike the brothers nick and chris at two brothers bicycle company have everything that you need to be able to practice riding your bike and keep up with your training even in the cold weather they have cold weather training gear along with really great brands guys 45 north bar mitts garmin products and they have gloves hats shoes covers arm sleeves garmin heart rate monitors for training and that's just a few of the examples of all the things that you'll find at Two Brothers Bicycle Company, located at 624 in Valley Street in Lewistown. You can also find them on the web, www.twobrosbikeco.com. That's www.twobrosbikeco.com. co.com. Nick and Chris are just waiting to help you get all set up for your winter and fall training or if you're still out there riding because, I mean, it was 80 degrees, guys. It was 80 degrees today. So if you were out there riding today, hey, they got everything that you need. I just recently bought a Harrow balance bike for my son, Waylon, who's turning three here at the end of this month. And it was an early uh, birthday gift for him. He is absolutely crazy about this bike. Not only is it going to help him basically eliminate the step where he's not going to need training wheels, but also it looks awesome okay chris was like they call this color green bad apple green and i was like that's so bad ass bad apple green right it's awesome Waylon loves his bike so much that every time he wakes up in the morning since we got it he literally says first thing out of his mouth is bike ride my bike and then he wants to grab it and like cuddle it on the couch I'm like bro but the cool thing is is that that Harrow bike is really really super lightweight so I don't have to worry about it falling on him or breaking anything because it's literally like as light as a feather and it looks so cool And I love it. It's going to really help Waylon become a better bike rider. I also got my own personal bike from Two Brothers Bicycle Company because I would never endorse something that I don't support myself and believe in myself. And I'm telling you that Chris and Nick know their stuff. So you got to check them out again at 624 Valley Street in Lewistown, or you can find them on the World Wide Web www.twobrosbikeco.com. That's www.twobrosbikeco.com. Thank you so much to Two Brothers Bicycle Company for partnering with me on this episode. I'm so glad to have you guys on my team. You rock. And now let's get back into plane crashes. The plane crash on March 5th, 1963, it claimed the lives of Patsy Cline, as we said, but also two other guys that were really great entertainers as well. And that's Hawkshaw Hawkins and Cowboy Copas. They have dubbed this plane crash. Uh, I don't know like at first I was like, why, but 1963 Camden PA 24 crash. I'm like, that is a mouthful. Okay. But it's really because the aircraft um, was, I guess, from Camden, um, and the the PA-24 crash, or the 1963 PA-24 crash, was dubbed that by the air officials. But uh, originally, the flight was taking off in Kansas City, in Kansas. Hey, wait, <laughs> you know Kansas. I do know Kansas. Why do you know Kansas? Well, I went to college there. <laughs> That's right. Did you ever, have you ever been to Kansas City? I would have driven through it. But you like didn't go to visit or anything? No. I was, I, you know, yeah. I remember Canvas, or Kansas, Kansas because didn't I fly out there with mom? I was well, pretty you young. Well, you drove so- me
1: out one, one year and then you flew back. Okay. So when we,
0: I remember when we drove out, I was just like, oh yeah, this is flat. Sure is. <laughs> no mountains. It sure is. Anywhere. Anyway, you Kansas people I know how you do it. I love it. Yes. Okay, Patsy Cline. She was actually born Virginia Patterson Hensley, but I, I mean, let's face it, Patsy Cline's way better. And she, I disagree. Really, I like Virginia. She could have been
1: Jenny, Jen yeah. Jenny. <laughs> Or just Virginia. Right. It's and, sort and of
0: like classic. That it could be a classic country name. star name. Yes. Yeah. Maybe at the time they were like, no way. It's got to be Pantsy. Could be. Pantsy. So she was born in Winchester, Virginia, September 8th, 1932. And she grew up really poor um, until she hit her big time fame. And uh, she's known for some of, some great hits. Okay. So you're going to love this one. I'm back in ba- Songs. I miss those, love. Okay, so that song though, I also knew from the movie Cool Miner's Daughter, right? Because they they sing it together on there. When she's performing. Yeah. yeah so she did. I'm pretty sure she did a version of that on her own, and then she also did it with Loretta Lynn because we had a version of that. Listen, one.
1: yeah, yeah. I I'm sorry to interrupt you, but September 8th. Yeah, that's Wednesday. <gasps> I just click. Yep. Oh my word! And I'm not good at math, so
0: I can't tell you how many years. (laughs) 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 Me neither. That's why you got calculators. I'll get my calculator. Right, right. Oh my word! Yeah. So seriously, this comes at great time. Great time to go over this. (laughs) All right, crazy was her other song, of course, written by. Crazy by. Willie Nelson, <laughs> who really is crazy, <laughs> who really is crazy, but not he in wrote, a good way. He wrote the book. I mean, song on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, of course, I fall to pieces. Sweet dreams of you. Fifty
1: nine years. Fifty nine. On Wednesday, it'll be fifty nine years uh, since your plane
0: crash. Oh, Patsy, Patsy, we miss you. We we really do because she well, could yeah. come out with some awesome more. The music that could have came out of that, if she would have lived, I mean, I say that about everybody that dies young, like Hank Hank Sr. It's like, right. oh, if he would have just lived, like, another year, just think about what we right. would have had, you know? Like, but
1: she, and I don't know if I'm jumping ahead in your in your story, but she actually kind of thought that 1962 was her best year and wasn't really sure how she was going to, like,
0: how she's be gonna, better in right.
1: 1963. Right. Because she had won awards. And so,
0: for her, it was kind of like she had peaked, apparently. She peaked. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's true. She was 30 when she died. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's like, that's like the new 60 in Hollywood. Being 30. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? True. <laughs> After a certain time, they're like, no, no. You're done. <laughs> you are not young enough, you know? <laughs> Ugh. So, we're, we have to talk about the bizarre an almost fatal car crash that she was in on June 14th, 1961. It was her and her brother, Sam Hensley Jr. They were in an automobile accident. So Patsy had brought her mother, her sister and her brother to see her new Nashville home. She's like, it's so posh on the day of the accident. Uh, Patsy and her brother went shopping to, like, buy material for her mom to make clothes, which was, like, her mom loved sewing clothes. And because they were poor, like, growing up, her mom sewed a lot of their clothes. So, it was, like, it's funny to me that, like, Patsy could afford any tailor in town, but she's, like, I want my mom to sew the clothes, and we're going to go get the material, and we're going to bring it back, and mom's going to sew the clothes. I mean, I think that's kind of, like, interesting to me. Right. You know? So, they went shopping to buy the material, And then on their way home, back to her posh little, you know, Nashville home, their car was struck head-on by another vehicle, and the impact threw her directly into the car windshield, causing extensive facial injuries. Among her injuries, she suffered a broken wrist, a dislocated hip, and a large cut across her forehead, and it was, like, barely missing her eyes. So... This is like a little weird fact. We're going to get into this further in the podcast. But I mean, Dottie West, she's just going to be like dotting up everywhere on this podcast. Okay. So this is where she first comes in. Dottie West, who is a friend of Patsy Klein's, heard about this accident on the radio, like while it was still like it had just happened. And like she hears it. She's nearby. And she like hears the radio calling like dispatchers. And she gets to the scene. She's like one of the first people on the scene. You have to tell who is Dottie West. Oh, okay. For those of you that don't know, Dottie West was a country and even like she kind of branched out into some pop like back in the day, but she was a country singer. Um, In the late 70s, she did some country pop with like Kenny Rogers, Um, her duet recording with Rogers, which was like, all I ever need is you. What are we doing in love? I remember that one, actually and Dottie west was posthumously ducted into the country music hall of fame which means she was already dead yes so uh and we're gonna get to that we're gonna get to that in a minute so remember when we said that heidi is really bad at math (laughs) (laughs) in fact she really is (laughs) Uh, tell them okay
1: (laughs) so i think i said that um Patsy Cline had died on September 8th. That is incorrect. It was March 5th. It actually was her birthday. Yes. What's September 8th? So, on Wednesday, September 8th, she would have been 89 years old uh, if she was still
0: alive. Yes. So, um, Thanks for that little fact check. You're welcome. I love that. Okay. So, Dottie West hears about the accident that Patsy Cline was just in, and she's like, she rushes to the scene. She helped to remove, I'm I'm not laughing because it's funny, but it's almost like ironic, okay? Because she was there in time like she was there before other people that were there to help, like the cops and you know, ambulance or anything, and she helped to remove pieces of glass from Klein's hair. Uh, it just We well, still got to look good after a car wreck. I know. She's probably, probably going like, to be paparazzi. Oh, honey. Oh, honey. <laughs> honey. Let's clean you up. <laughs> we don't want the cameras catching this now, do we? Oh, my. Okay, so, which this is also ironic because what I'm going to tell you later involves Dottie before the plane crash. Okay, so we're going to get to that. When first responders arrived... Patsy insisted, like, the other driver in the vehicle need to be treated first. She's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Okay. Who is her brother? No. Oh, the other vehicle. Okay. Yes. The other vehicle. Got it. So, two of the three passengers riding in the car that struck them died after arriving at the hospital. All three. Yes. So, when she was brought to the hospital, her injuries were life-threatening and she was not expected to live. Okay. So, she was still, like, conscious And, like, talking, but it was just, like, bad. Okay, so according to Charlie Dick, who was her husband, um, she had apparently... Well, she was in the hospital for a month to recover from all this. And while she was in there, she had apparently said to him, Jesus was here, Charlie. Don't worry. He took my hand and told me, not now.
1: Yeah, okay. So, like, this is the thing, because... The one thing that I've heard before is that she apparently sort of shared with friends like Loretta Lynn and Dottie West that, like, I don't want to say a premonition, but she sort of had this idea that she was not going to live a long life. And at one point, and again, I don't, I'm not jumping like ahead in your story. I
0: do include this later in the story, but that's fine that you're telling us.
1: So like at one point in 1960. Oh, shoot. What did it say? It
0: was not Anyway, she something. writes
1: a will on, she writes a will on a Delta Airlines flight and even lays out the outfit she wants to wear, like, for her burial. Because you
0: gotta look good, honey. Right.
1: <laughs> so, like, she clearly knew something, which, which is
0: what makes her car crash, like, it's so More weird. More strange to me. Yes. And this, I did, I did bring this up because she absolutely had said before that she felt like she wasn't going to live to like old age. And there's somebody else we're going to cover too that had a strange feeling like that as well. And it's like, it just makes you wonder, right? It just, it makes you wonder.
1: It makes you wonder if like, cause Patsy had sort of a reputation of like, a little wild am i right yeah okay right so it makes you wonder if it's like die young make a pretty corpse right right yes. you know
0: like i'm, she, I'm not gonna hold it back she definitely was considered unconventional at the time in the industry like she knocked down doors that women couldn't at the time and what i mean specifically by that is like at one point she had told one of the uh record producers that she was working with that like I don't want to be, I don't want to be the next, you know, like Loretta Lynn or Kitty Wells. I want to be like the next Hank Senior. And I think what she meant was that she wants to be at that iconic level of an early death with June Carter and Loretta Lynn. That's right. It was June Carter, not Dottie West. Well, maybe she did with Dottie though, because they were friends too. You never know. But so in April, 1961, Patsy had sketched out her will on the Delta Airlines flight. There you flight. go. Yes, about her burrow outfit. You just like read my mind. She didn't even see my script I or really research. Didn't. This is totally
1: like me I, listening and commenting. Yes.
0: And uh, so that's like you literally read my mind.
1: Okay. That's because I'm older. So literally like I've given you, you know,
0: <laughs> right? All of your wisdom. Right. I did tell everybody how wise you are. That's true. A wise one. A wise one. So, um, she had been at her performance on the night of the plane crash and she'd returned to her, her hotel and she tried to fly home to Nashville with Randy Hughes, who is on, who he was the planes pilot, but it's, he's also her manager. But the next day, a heavy fog prohibited them from being able to take off. And this is what I was telling you about Dottie West earlier. So Dottie West was on tour with her and suggested that Patsy join her and her husband on the 16-hour drive home. But Patsy was like, no, she declined. So Dottie West was, like, always there, I feel, like, trying to save her, like, as a guardian angel. Mm. Like, she's there after the car accident, like, picking the glass out of her hair and, like, caring for her, and then she's there, like, ride with us, you know?
1: Well, maybe Patsy was a diva, you know. Right. And it's like I ain't sitting in no car for sixteen
0: hours. Are you nuts? Oh my word, we're gonna I don't get like to you that. that much. Yes, I have another diva coming up that was oh. just like that too, and that's why they got on a plane. Oh. Yes. Okay. So maybe that totally could be. I don't know. But it's so weird that Dottie was like her guardian angel almost, but really Dottie needed her own because she would later pass away in a car accident, and that's all of that just together is like...
1: Listen, there's a Dottie West movie. Yes. I watched yes. it one time. West Side
0: Story? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Good one. Yeah. Big
1: Dreams and Broken Hearts, the Dottie West story. Um, it aired on CBS in, I don't know, in the 90s or something. And I don't know if I would have seen it then. If so, I'm sure I was watching it with my dad, who I probably shouldn't have been watching it. As always. But you know, that John in line, Wayne Bad right, <laughs> and Clint Eastwood and, you know, whatever. Um, it's just kind of the way we rolled. Right. Um, but yes. Yeah, we so- love you, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> so check it out. I mean, it's a good one. And okay, I have to tell you this because yeah. I feel like you would appreciate oh, it. yeah. And I literally got this from Google. So oh, okay. yeah. great. Um this this movie about Jotty West literally had a nomination for an Emmy Award for Outstanding Hairstyling.
0: <gasps> like, yeah. Oh! Like so. Yes, gotta- tease it to Jesus. That's <laughs> right. the bigger the hair the closer to heaven i love it check it out is that still i would like to know yes is that still a thing probably can i I, can i win that award (laughs) 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 i love that one let's win that award oh all right so uh lost my spot sorry so they took gonna edit that out right yeah march 5th They took off around 2 p.m., and they stopped in Dyersburg, Tennessee, D-Y-E-R-S-burg, Tennessee, and they stopped there to refuel. So Hughes was cautioned about the high winds and the low visibility at the time because there was just a storm brewing in that whole area, but he ignored the warning, of course, because, you know, if he'd heeded the warning, we wouldn't be here talking about it right (laughs) now. Okay. And he said, I've already come this far. You know, remember they were in Kansas City and they're now in Tennessee. Right. They're trying to get to Nashville. They're very, they're close. They're in Tennessee already. They're in okay, the school.
1: I want to know how far this Dyersburg place is from Nashville.
0: Okay. So you look, look that up. up. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, I've already come this far, you know. And he had been quoted saying, we'll be back in Nashville before you know it. Famous last words of a fool. Right?
1: So true. Ah."
0: Uh, So, around 6.07 p.m., Randy Hughes, Patsy Klein, and others took to the sky. But then, shortly after takeoff, Hughes became lost in the clouds. Flying blind, he entered a graveyard spiral and accelerated straight downwards. Just straight dive. Into Camden. (sighs) Alas. And we're going to talk about the others that are on the plane because we need to talk about them. So, are you ready? Ready?
1: This is like a 48-minute flight. I mean, maybe not. From Kansas City
0: to Nashville? No. Oh, from 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 Diversburg
1: to Nashville. And maybe that's not like, that's our modern planes and not their planes. And they crashed like halfway between. Right. So like, I mean, you could have just waited
0: it out, buddy. Right. And that's why hence the name 1963 Camden PA 24 crash. It's not
1: Camden PA.
0: No, it is. Really? Yeah, I don't know what the PA stands for, but okay. but PA 24, I don't know. Okay. I Here's the other thing too. The aircraft was a Piper PA 24 Coman- oh, so about- Comanche. So they basically took the place it went down, yeah. Camden, and then the the plane number PA 24. Okay. Crash. That's why it's named that. Okay, I'm glad we solved okay, that mystery. It. Got it. <laughs> we solved it. Okay, so one of the other people that were on board was Hawkshaw Hawkins. All right. Do you I know nothing about him. Okay. Do you remember his name? Because I feel like Dad talked about him before. I mean, the name sounds familiar. Yeah. But I mean, how can you forget a name like Hawkshaw Hawkins? Right. All right. Harold Franklin Hawkins. He was born December 22nd, 1921, in Huntington, West Virginia. And he got his nickname as a boy after he was helping a neighbor track down two missing fishing rods. The the neighbor called him Hawkshaw after the title character in the comic strip, Hawkshaw the Detective. So at the time, that was a popular comic strip. Okay. It was called Hawkshaw the Detective. So he's like going around helping his neighbor get these missing fishing rods. So he's like, oh, you're a detective. You're Hawkshaw okay okay yeah i guess so i mean it would be similar i'm trying to think of like a detective on a show if i was like matlock oh, yes like you're a real matlock but would you really keep that i don't know i don't think i so. mean if your last name's hawkins though maybe you're like i'll be with like, oh my word yes why didn't i think of that okay <laughs> so it was said that he traded five rabbits that he trapped for his first guitar which is pretty sweet He entered the U.S. Army in 1943 during World War II. Okay, this is awesome. He served as an engineer, and he was stationed near Paris, Texas. And um, him and his friends, while they were down there, him and his friends performed at local clubs, like in Texas. So then later, he's a staff sergeant, and he was stationed in France, and he fought in the Battle of the Bulge. Isn't that crazy? And survived. He actually... He won four battle stars during 15 months of combat. So he is like a warrior. Nice. Hawkshaw. It totally fits him now, yes. the name. Hawkshaw, hawking him Yep. Yeah, I love it. So after he was discharged, Hawkshaw became a regular on WWVA Jamboree from 1945 to 1954. So almost 10 years he's a regular. And this is the Wheeling Jamboree. Okay. Okay. So, I have to take a bragging moment to say that I actually sang at the Wailing Jamboree on that stage because Dad sang down there. Where was I? I don't know because I was actually trying to remember, like, how old was I? And I was even trying to remember what song I sang. And I don't even, which is, like, ridiculous that I don't remember the song at least. Clearly it wasn't that memorable for Well, me. no. Uh, hey, it was memorable. <laughs> actually, I was going to say that, like, that that theater, like, that it's in is so cool and it's like vintage and the floor is like an old creaky wooden oh. like basketball floor from like an old like that's how okay. it, that's what it reminds me of like an old creaky wooden basketball floor right and it had like a stand that was similar to like the opry mic stand and I remember that I probably was the most nervous I'd ever been in my life because they recorded it on the rate, like they broadcasted it on the radio. So not only did I sing in front of the audience that was there, but it was on the radio. And I think I was more nervous because I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's on the radio!" And
1: now look at you now, oh you're No. I- now, kind of. The
0: new radio. freaking circle, dude. Because now, yes, I have a podcast Literally and I'm also the radio. a DJ. Yes, and I'm on the radio. So the question is, would you play yourself? I don't know. <laughs> it depends how good I am. Okay. It okay. depends on how good I am. <laughs> I drive a hard bargain <laughs> for <from> myself. <laughs> so I just have to note that I feel like singing at the Wheeling Jamboree is probably the closest Wheeling.
1: I'll ever- Wheeling. Wheeling. Whaling.
0: I didn't say whaling. You're not whaling. (laughs) You're wheeling. I'm wheeling to the jamboree. (laughs) 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 I can't speak. You can whale at the jamboree, but you got to wheel to get there. And I don't know if Whalen ever played there. (laughs) I don't know. No, I feel like since I'll never sing on the Opry, that that's probably the closest I'll ever get. And I was just like standing in the amazement. Listen,
1: they let anyone in the Opry now, so (laughs) you you never
0: know. Burn, Nashville, Nashville, (laughs) Actually, yes. So I mean, maybe if it's one of those things where it's like, should I be really, really bad and get famous for being bad, <laughs> or should well, you be really I mean, good if you and to
1: sell your soul to the man?
0: <laughs> oh, go so ahead. Sell it to the man. All right. Oh, Brad Paisley actually was born in Wheeling, West Virginia, too, oh. and got his start playing on the Wheeling. Well, of course Jamborea. he did. He's an excellent musician. Yes, crazy
1: guitar player. Chicken. I pick. kind of um equate him and like Keith Urban to like their like their chicken un, picks on um what's the word under recognized underrated what?
0: they i don't know
1: anyway people don't get enough credit right they need it for the musicians so there love. you are
0: guys whoop whoop we're giving you credit we Love ya. <laughs> keep up the good work <laughs> so anyway um hawkshaw yeah i'm sorry yeah no it's okay hawkshaw Okay, so Hawkshaw, he ends up joining uh, Columbia and RC Records, and then he goes on to become a Grand Ole Opry member, all right? So, he's married to another country music star, and it is Jane Shepard. No way! <laughs> yeah. How Jane Shepard. How did I never know that? Who was an American honky-tonk singer-songwriter who pioneered for uh, women in country wow. music. Shepard released a total of 73 singles to the Hot Country Songs chart. There's my DJ voice coming out, one of which reached number one spot. How do you like this? Wait that? a minute. Hey, don't do. I remember that dad just loved Gene Shepard. I, am I imagining that? I don't know. I feel like he loved Gene Shepard. He was always talking about her. I don't know. Maybe I remembered that wrong. I don't know. So Hawkshaw left behind his Wait wife. Wait a minute, though. What? She does. She's weird, doesn't she? Yeah.
1: Are you gonna touch on her? Some other like I'm going to, thing? Have to
0: Sprinkle that in somewhere. Yeah. You should do a whole thing on her. Okay. Now, do you see why, why I need the threadboard? Like yeah, this person to this person to that person. Yeah. You gotta start something. It's here. crazy. Okay. So wait. Let's focus on Hawkshaw. So I'm sorry. I no, can't. I know it's crazy, but like ugh, I gotta get through this story. These people are waiting. <laughs> They're getting impatient. So. Uh, Hawkshaw left behind his wife, Jean Shepard, and they had two sons together, Don Robin Hawkins and Hawkshaw Hawkins Jr., whom she was pregnant with when Hawkshaw died and named after him, the father of her son obviously, and uh, she also had a daughter, Susan Marlene Gilliam? Gilliam, yes, who was raised by Hawkins and his first wife, Reva Mason Hawkins. So, Yes, Jean was pregnant with their son when he passed away, which is just freaking awful. Terrible. And um, Susan Marlene Gilliam I actually looked her up on Facebook. She's, like, around and she is very, like, active. And she has a Facebook that says, like, I'm the daughter of him. Okay. And um, she, is, as far as I can tell, like, from her Facebook page, she was adopted... Okay, listen, Jean Shepard didn't die weird.
1: Okay. But there is like, there's, there's a mystery around her, like, yes. her husband, her, her husband.
0: Yes. Cause she was after. married. Yeah. She was married. Yeah. Several. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 What do you got up your okay. sleeve, Jean? No. So, um, Susan, Marlene Gilliam was raised by Hawkins and, and his first wife. Uh, Rava Mason Hawkins and she was basically adopted by them. I don't know legally, but like she was raised by them. All right, so that brings us to the next person that was on the plane. So we have Randy Hughes. We have Patsy Klein, We have Hawkshaw Hawkins. and now we got Cowboy Copus. And that's so,
1: one person?
0: Yes. Cowboy Copas is his stage name. He was actually born Lloyd Estelle Copus in Ohio. He rose to popularity in the 1940s. In 1943, he had replaced Eddie Arnold as the lead vocal in the Pee Wee King Band. And Boy, then, that's a name. yeah, the Pee Wee King Band. They started performing on the Opry um, together. So in 1946, his single, Filipino Baby, yeah, released under King Records, it hit number four on the Billboard country charts. Yeah i listened to like two seconds of it i was like i don't know i think that's kind of racist but <laughs> yeah. so was he also in the army um i don't i don't know I'm the philippines baby it's very weird isn't it okay it's very weird so he was a grand old opry member though they let him in well you know <laughs> you know it's not just today folks he <laughs> did it back then too Yes, I love it. Um, and he played a lot with the Pee King Band, who is um, famous for writing the Tennessee Waltz. Oh, yeah, yep, yep. that was them. That was okay. them. Okay. He was 49 at the time of the crash, and he left behind his wife Edna and their three children. So let's touch on Randy Hughes, because he's the pilot, and I feel like all the pilots get a bad rap in this.
1: Well, I was just going <laughs> to ask you, like, was he a good person? Is there yeah. a suspicion around, yeah, like, his so, capability?
0: Uh, we're going to get to Randy. Was he high? Not, no. Like, not, literally well, in the sky? <laughs> <laughs> was he actually high up in the sky, or was he high on, <laughs> on, on the drugs? <laughs> all right. So Randy was born in Rutherford. You know, Rutherford, Tennessee. All right. That's like, yeah, we know that place. So he was born there in 1928. He was, so he would have been 34 years old when he died. Okay. He was the manager for several stars, including Billy Walker and of course, Patsy Cline. He played with Cowboy Copas and then he married his daughter, Kathy. Wait, I'm sorry. What? Yeah. So Cowboy Copas is Randy Hughes's father-in-law. Who's also on the plane? But
1: this Kathy was not his real
0: daughter. That one Kathy is the adopted daughter. Yeah, no, that no, no, no. You're getting that's Susan, who was Hawkshaw Hawkins' adopted daughter. Oh, this is Cowboy Copas. Yes. Okay. So Cowboy Copas has a daughter named Kathy, and, and how old would she Randy have been? Hughes? I'm not sure, but Randy Hughes marries Cowboy, like, he he first really meets Cowboy Copus, and they start playing music together, and then, like, by that association, he meets Cowboy Copus's daughter, Kathy, and then they fall in love, and they get married. Okay. So, Randy Hughes is Patsy Cline's manager, but he's also Cowboy Copas's, um brother, or, I'm sorry, son-in-law. son-in-law. Yes, thank you. So,
1: Cowboy Copus is kind of older than the rest of these people, it seems like.
0: So he was 49 at the time of his death, so he's older compared to all the other people on the plane. Um, So yes, Edna and his, he leaves behind his wife Edna and their three children, one of them being Kathy, who is Randy Hughes's wife, okay? So he had originally set out, this is Randy Hughes now, he had originally set out to be a guitarist, but then he had this big career change, (laughs) been there, and he became a manager. He had taken flying lessons, and he had bought a yellow Comanche PA-24 for the purpose of flying his clients around, okay? Okay. Because it just—and I kind of understand why, because at this time in the 60s, it was like, you had to— And we're going to, like, talk later about Buddy Holly and his plane crash, and we're going to talk about how, like— This is going to be, like, a three-part series. Oh, it's going to have to be. Yeah, I don't know. But basically— the touring like the way that they do touring nowadays is so easy obviously cuz you can be like okay i need an uber and you just like or i need to i need to book a bus here i need to get a plane here but like in the 60s it wasn't so easy and so it was like a high commodity thing that randy's like i can also fly you around so i can fly my, mm. I can fly my father-in-law to the concerts, and I can sit there and manage him, or play with him, or whatever. And I can do the same for Patsy Cline, and then I can just fly us out of here that to the is next a great place. great resume booster. Yes. So you, it's we like we should look into that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Have you learned nothing yet? <laughs> Have you learned nothing yet? From oh, the plane okay. crash. Okay. So I get it. While he does that, you know, but he buys this. He buys this plane, and it's for the purpose of flying clients around from show to show. Now, are talking like a good plane or like a jalopy of a Well, plane. it's a Comanche. It's small. It's, it's okay. a, you can look it up and I can even post it on the Facebook page then. So you guys can take a look and see what it looks like. But it is, it's a smaller plane. I believe that it's only like a four passenger. If I'm correct and think like in my oh, research, okay. I think it was like a four passenger or four like total, including the pilot. Right. Cause then it was Patsy, Hawkshaw, Copas, and then the pilot. Oh, so, right. big enough for all of them to be able to get in it. Um, so, anyway, he did know, Randy did know that the weather conditions were not great that day. And that he was supposed to leave the day before. But it pre- there was a storm that went through that prevented them from leaving. So, they were also kind of getting anxious. Like, okay, we couldn't go yesterday. Like, the storm's probably going to clear out today. We're going to go out today. So, like I said, Dottie West, who was on the tour, went by car. But Patsy, Hawkshaw, and Copas all waited until the next day to fly out. So it's 4:30 on March 5th when the plane lands in Dryersburg, Tennessee. So they are almost to their destination. He gasses up the plane. The weather's getting worse. They're even offered free accommodations, so they would be comfortable to not fly out that evening in Tennessee. And they said no. So despite all the warnings, they all declined. Like I said, they must have been anxious to get home. The plane left Dryersburg a little after.
1: Dryersburg. Dyers.
0: Oh, I must this it's is not actually dryer. Okay. If it was drier, they no. would have maybe had a problem getting out. Oh my. <laughs> oh. Cha-ching. Okay. <laughs> that's funny that you said that though, because I had actually typed it up as dry. I put an R in there. So that's I'm why I sure read it that it's way. Dyers. No, I think you're right, but I just wrote it wrong. That's how it came up on Google Maps. Okay, so I read it wrong. Sorry guys. So anyway, they leave. That place. Yes. <laughs> A little after six p.m., it said that the crash occurred at six twenty p.m. Because are you ready for this <gasps> eerie fact? They found Patsy's watch from the plane wreckage, which had stopped working at exactly six twenty.
1: <gasps> it stopped
0: ticking at the crash. How do they know? Well, I guess you don't really know, but you can assume that, like when this, when like it hit impact
1: it I mean, they didn't have, like the black boxes or they're, whatever they're assuming
0: no they're assuming i think that when the watch was broken. It was hitting an impact, and that's the impact that killed her. So they're saying it was six twenty. Wow! And you can. I
1: just got some goosebumps.
0: Right. Okay. And seriously, I'm gonna post this for you guys on Facebook. I'm gonna show Heidi. This is the watch.
1: <gasps> Where yeah. is it
0: at? Um, I think uh, you have to actually look that up for me because I think that it was moved a couple times. Like it was on display at a few places for a while. And Didn't then her husband won it. Like. You wonder. Or maybe, maybe or maybe he was okay with them taking it and being like, yeah, this is like for her. I don't I don't know. Okay, okay so I'm so glad you're here to look up everything for sure. me. She looked it up for me. Thanks, Heidi. So tell us, where's the watch?
1: So it is now I mean it could have been passed around for a while, we don't know, but it now is in the Patsy Klein Museum on 119, 119 3rd Avenue South in Nashville, Tennessee. It is above the Johnny Cash Museum.
0: Those two are now on my bucket list. Yes. Me too. It should be on your guys. travel. Yeah. That and butcher holler. Yes, and I got another one that I want to visit too. I will tell you here in a minute. So another eerie fact that will have you wondering if there isn't, like, some kind of strange curse going around with all these country music artists and, like... If you what?
1: believe in that kind right. of thing.
0: Right. Because... And not, like, a real curse. I'm kind of joking. But it's it just seems strange, right? Okay? Because... This is crazy. Country singer Jack Anglin, he's best known as a member of the Anglin Brothers and later Johnny and Jack with Johnny Wright... He had just attended the funeral for Randy Hughes and Cowboy Copas because remember, they're related. So, their services were together and they're buried at the same place, which is Forest Lawn Cemetery, just north of Nashville. So, Jack is there and he is going, he leaves and he's driving now to Patsy Klein's services, which were later that same day. And he decides that he's going to stop at the barbershop for a haircut. Five o'clock shadow and all, you know. And he gets done there at the barber shop and he's heading to Patsy's services, but he's running late because he decided to stop. And so he's speeding and he ends up veering off the road and down a 12 foot ditch, killing him instantly on impact and never making it to Patsy Klein's funeral. Word. Yes. But being right on time for his own. Dun dun dun. Right. He was buried in the same cemetery as Randy Hughes and Cowboy Copas and Hawkshaw Hawkins. My
1: hey, word. So
0: everybody on that plane but Patsy was buried at Forest Lawn. So where's she buried? She's buried in Virginia, where close to where she was from originally. So um, Forest Lawn holds a lot of Opry stars. It's crazy. They have their own... They have a place, like, in the cemetery called Music Row because of all of the country stars that are buried there. So I totally want to visit there. But yeah. just, like, not in a hearse, you know? I want to leave. <laughs> I want to leave afterwards. <laughs> so Lefty Frizzell is buried there, and so is Don Helms, who was the steel player in the Drifting Cowboys for Hank Sr., like the oh. iconic steel player, Don Helms. Right? Donnie boy. So... Yeah, it's, like, crazy. I mean, can you imagine that you are going to a friend's funeral and less than 24 hours you're dead and being buried at that same cemetery you were just at the day you were killed? So, like, they're all there. I mean, not that you'd care at that point. You wouldn't. But, yeah, that's... It's a spooky music row. You wonder if, like, they're all getting together and singing Opry songs at night. (laughs) you know,
1: it's like um, Midnight in Montgomery. Yes. it's like... mm
0: Mm-hmm. Hank's always. always singing there. Yep. You got it.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Alan. Oh, we love you. Classic. So, are you feeling depressed yet? Kind of. Down spin. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we have more for you, oh. but it's going to be a lot. So, we are going to head out for this episode, but you guys Listen, have to come wanna back. Listen, I want to
1: read these lyrics for you. Yes. So, the reality is, I mean, Patsy Klein was 30 years old. I'm 30. 30- Four, I think. (laughs) I got my check. So now, like, it's weird for me growing up, knowing her story, at least part of her story, and realizing that I am now older than she was when she died. And, you know, it's, I don't know, it's weird for me. And she had two kids. And she had two kids. And, okay, so, like, she only had, she only made three studio albums in her career. Which seems crazy, because if you look at, like, her list of songs, it's ridiculous. Right. Like, she was hustling. So, this one, here we go. It's, it's, it's going to be sad. Okay. It's, um, I Can't Forget You, and it was on an album, I believe, um, a night, okay, it would have been, like, her first album in 1957. Okay. Okay. And um, I just feel like it's a little, you know, ominous. It's still right. like, you know, this was on the album that had Walking After Midnight and, you know. So all six these years other...
0: before the crash. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. It goes like this. I can't forget you. Please tell me what must I do. My memories haunt me because I'll always love you. Where are you, darling? Are you with someone new? I can't forget you. I'll always be loving you. Oh my! So like knowing, I mean, obviously this is could be considered that it's you know it's a love gone wrong, whatever. But I think my memories haunt me, Um, and knowing that she seemed to have this um, feeling in her life that she was not going to grow old,
0: sense of doom.
1: Yeah, sense of doom. I don't know. It's it's um, ominous. Yeah.
0: Very strange. Yeah. And, you know. And if they all would have lived, just think about the music that we could have had. and Yeah.
1: And I think, you know, the thing is, we don't know these people personally. We don't have personal emotional attachments. But they left people who love them behind. And, uh, you know, although we've done a lot of joking and laughing on the show, by no means are we... Trying to diminish that these were lives
0: and that, um... They had real families, real kids, wives, husbands, you know, real people. And it it is tragic that, um, whether you're famous or not, it's tragic, right? You know, it's... yeah. yeah. So we are going to continue this uh, next week because there's a lot more plane crashes that I feel like we need to cover, and um, I really hope that you guys come back for it because it's going to be a good time, and Heidi's going to be with me for that one, too. Yay! Yay! It just won't get rid of me oh that would be great I just stick around forever i would love that yes the Thanks question for...
1: is listeners would you love that
0: yes let us know let us know on the dissonance facebook page i'll post that let's see okay they might rate you are you ready for that you ready to be rated um. <laughs> sure uh, rate me rate right, me i mean the <laughs> least you could do is tell me i'm bad and then i'll never come on again right that's the least yeah we we got some tough skin over here oh yeah we're good we've been criticized our whole life <laughs> oh, <laughs> right all right thanks guys we'll see you later this was valerie and heidi on dissonance A big thank you to Two Brothers Bicycle Company located at 624 and Valley Street in Lewistown, Pennsylvania for partnering with me on today's episode. Two Brothers Bicycle Company for all your biking, apparel, and accessory needs. Check them out at the web www.twobrosbikeco.com or on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you again. After midnight, just searching for you.